Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bethlehem Podcast. So we're kicking off season three, episode three, with one of my friends, Joe Ryan. How's it going? Hello. Um, yes, pretty, pretty good. Thanks, Ben. Nice, nice, to, uh, nice to speak to you. <laughs> you too. Nice and yeah. casual. <laughs> right. So we've got, I've got a bit of a description for you, Joe. So uh, apologies if I miss anything. Okay. So I've got guitarist, um, musical uh, teacher, uh, new father, which we can obviously go into if you want to. Um, and I've always had an impression that you're a fan of all things folklore, such as Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Um, that's how you come across to me anyway, in free paraphrases. <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah. I think you've pretty much pretty much nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. <clears throat> Anything yeah, you want to add? Um. No, I think I think uh, guitarist. I mean, pianist. I I used to play piano, so um, I I would say um, musician. Yeah. Uh, I play obviously guitar is my main instrument, but I'd say musician rather than just guitarist. Yeah. Um, you know, if I was in an interview and asked, that's what I'd say. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, pianist. Let's write that down. <laughs> So I want to know, Joe, how has COVID been for you? It's the question that I always ask everyone at the start. So what a crazy year we've had. I mean, um, it's almost, I mean, what's the date today? What are we on? We're on the 15th. So it's, what, eight days until lockdown, the first lockdown started. Yeah. Uh my God, what a, what a time it's been. Um, yeah, I've been really, really lucky, I'd say. Um, I've been in employment the whole time. Yeah. So I'm really, really fortunate um, to be able to say that. And uh, same with my family as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the first lockdown, I don't know if this sounds a bit mad to you, but to, to me, the first lockdown was almost a bit novel. Yeah. Did you have that? Yeah, I described it in the last episode with Jake Fogarty um, that it was like, I think it will be known in history as like the Great Reset. And it's yeah. all given us a chance to just push the pause button when we've never really thought about doing that before. Definitely. But, I, it, it definitely seemed um, more... For, for starters, I think, I think the country took it more seriously in yeah. the first lockdown. Um, yeah. And people seem to follow the rules, you know, really strictly. I, I mean, I remember when it first started yeah. and, you know, you're allowed to go out for, you know, one bit of exercise a day and you'd go out and you'd almost feel like naughty that you'd left the house and like yeah. you'd be looking around and there'd be no cars on the road. And it was it was bizarre. It was like um, yeah. it was literally like living one of those post-apocalyptic films. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I, actually, I remember at the time. Uh, me and my wife were watching Fear the Walking Dead for the first time. <laughs> and um, and right at the beginning uh, of that of the season, uh, you see basically the start of the zombie apocalypse. And you see yeah. uh, essentially a whole city, uh, or from the perspective of the, of the viewers, it's just a city. 
fall yeah. into complete chaos and complete disrepair and and you see all yeah. you know where the lights finally go out in the city and it, it, as we were watching it, it was like this is all getting a bit real um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we had to sort of watch something a bit lighter before bedtime yeah um but yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah hmm. yeah weird times yeah but um yeah, yeah. i think like it, i've been lucky like i say i've mm. been working the whole time but when um, in the first lockdown, I was asked to work from home, um, yeah. and then uh, I'm a teacher, by the way, so working from home uh, just mm. meant, um, you know, distance learning, basically. Yeah. Um, so I've been busy with that. Uh, yeah, and um, I've been back in work sort of periodically, but uh, I yeah. haven't been face-to-face -face teaching since the 23rd of March. So... Mm. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's pretty mad. It's, it's a bit of a yeah. bizarre situation, really. Yeah. It's good yeah. that we can adapt. It just doesn't feel the same, does it? No, but I, I I agree with you about the Great Reset, and I think there's a lot of positive to take from it. And I think, um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, as you mentioned in, in my intro there, I'm, I'm a new father. And, yeah. you know, there's no other sort of scenario where I would have been able to spend so much time with my family and that is just so amazing I'm, I'm you know I'm so well bonded with my son and yeah you know I've got to see so many milestones that I would have otherwise missed um you know yeah. at work so that yeah. side of it is I think really positive and I think if anyone's um gonna take any positive from it it will be that sort of precious time with your family at home and, yeah yeah yeah, no, that's that's a good way of seeing it, putting a positive spin on it. Because I know yeah. a lot of people have been trying to, uh, they've been trying to climb the walls a bit. And um, I've always said to people, you know, if you feel that you're getting trapped and you're getting a bit of cabin fever, I'm right there with you. If anyone wants mm. to drop me a message, then do it. But obviously, I'm in exactly the same situation as everyone else. Like I can't see my family at the moment. I have to mm. video call my mum, stuff like that. Mm. Um. But yeah, I think it's given people a lot of excuses. Like, oh, I can't do that now. I've got... <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny. I'm... It's like an introvert's dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. Like, uh, you know, I I was never a big one on going out to the pub anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had some, yeah. some great nights out, but I'm, I'm not a yeah. big pub goer in comparison to a lot of my friends. So, yes. um, you know, I don't have to find excuses now. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah but um you know i think this third lockdown mm. has probably felt a bit more of a grind to me than um the other two um and yeah. i think just just talking to my friends and colleagues uh, i get the impression that perhaps this third one's had more of effect on people oh yeah and um it's yeah. you know undoubtedly to to do with the time of year you know dark nights um yeah. you know what would we what would be we be doing at this time of year we'd be spending time in our friends houses and yeah um in you know in the warmth of you know your mate's house and uh, we yes. can't do that at the moment you know and your family obviously yeah so yeah, um, yeah. it's a it's a weird time but i do genuinely think we're nearly near, near the end of it in the uk we just need to sit tight for a tiny bit longer and uh, 
I, I just want to quickly on this subject, I just want to quickly give Boris yeah, Johnson man. a quick shout out because he's decided. To... <laughs> I can't even say it. He's decided to end lockdown one day before his birthday. Oh, wow. You're joking. I did not know that. <laughs> it's the 22nd of June. Uh, you could not write, you could not make that up, I, could you? I just think that's either the most like genuine accidental thing to ever happen in the world or the most obvious thing ever for someone who's the leader of the Conservative Party. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? Nothing would surprise me, no. um, yeah. at the moment. With uh, yeah, I mean, the, this isn't a political podcast no. so we better not we better not get into it but yeah uh not not impressed at the moment no. i'll say <laughs> anyway so i always ask the second question which is to my friends obviously i've had a few people on recently that are more influencers than friends but mm-hmm. how we met so i usually go off on a story which is horrendously inaccurate and then the okay. person who's my guest corrects me and tells me, actually, we met here. Uh, okay. So why change that, I suppose? So I think I met you through Mark Taylor. And yeah. I think I met you in his flat um, near college. I won't go into the uh, location too much. Um, and I think I opened the door and you were playing a guitar. And... Um, I think he had a mate over and uh, you were just shredding the guitar. And that was like the first time I'd ever sort of met you. And then obviously after you'd finished playing, you said hello. And you seemed very polite and very (laughs) um, controlled and calm. Okay. uh, Yeah, you were kicking the shit out of that guitar. You were uh, like Jeff Loomis incarnate. Oh well, that's that's uh, that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how do um, remember it? It's probably wrong. Uh, do you know what? Um, college is kind of a bit of a blur. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say that sounds plausible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like um, you know, I if if you hadn't have told that story, I don't specifically remember. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> so i was really sorry if that's if that's, no, that's sense, right. but, uh, it, it was a long time ago um yeah. you know i think if, if you asked me before i'd heard that story i probably would have guessed that we would have bumped into each other at fins yeah. one yeah. of the many gigs that were happening yeah, yeah, yeah. um because i'm sure you were at many of the the metal gigs of old oh yeah um down um down at fins yeah. and the queens you know back in the day as well yeah. some great gigs there um, yeah. But yeah, I think that that sounds that sounds plausible. And uh, yeah, do you know what? Lots I, of people I might have met you at an entity gig at Queens. Wow! Yes, entity. Great. There you go. There's 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 a name. Yeah. Um, yeah. That they were a great band. Yeah, because you you were in a band called In Fire Baptized, weren't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. My that was my memory is ridiculous. Like I don't oh, yeah. understand how it can hold this much crap in it. Wow. Every yeah, my go on, sorry, yeah, go on. I was going to say my musical memory I think is uh you know not to toot my own horn but my yeah. musical memory is outstanding yeah. but my memory of my life not so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Every time I um walk from the Nove 
um, I walk past CFAS down this like really long sort of downhill path, and I've always got to watch my feet because I'll get carried away and turn into a snowball. Start I know exactly. Down. I know exactly what you're going to say, but go on. Yeah. So as you get halfway down that, on the left, there's still a poster. Yeah. And I have literally no idea how it's managed to stay on that wall, but it mentions shallow intentions in fire yep. baptized and finstock i think and a bloodshot dawn on there as well yeah that's right yeah shout out bloodshot. yeah yeah that's mad um <laughs> i think yeah uh i i don't want to say that i was responsible for putting that poster up but it <laughs> could well have been me because uh, we were the ones that went around pasting those posters in various places. Now, I couldn't tell you whether that one was actually me or whether that would have been uh, one of the other members of my um, fire baptized at the time. But yeah, uh, we were responsible for those posters. So, um, yeah, I can't believe it stayed stayed there. I think that, you know, unless someone really tries to get that off, that's going to stay there for a long time. The whole wall will come off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the building will get demolished. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, amongst the shrapnel will be that part of the poster still intact. That's it. Yeah. So obviously, we've mentioned probably one of your first bands. I might be wrong there as well. Um, do you want to tell the people what you were up to and what you're up to at the moment, musically? Mm-hmm. Uh, just what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's quite a long story, um, but. Uh, yeah, I'll try and I'll try and sort of tell it from the start. You know, I've I've been into music my entire life, literally. Yeah. Uh, I started uh, learning guitar from the age of about seven. Um, did I say guitar then or piano? You said guitar, but we'll I meant I, yeah. I meant piano. Okay. I started learning the piano at age yeah. seven, uh, and I was a bit of a um, peculiar. Yeah kid because i'd yes. look li- i'd like listen to classical music you yeah. know all my friends were like listening to like pop music and stuff you know or yeah. whatever whatever was popular at the time i don't know spice girls wasn't it in the 90s um yeah um and i was there listening to like chopin and brahms and um classical music and yeah things like that interested me more yeah and i did dabble with like listening to what was deemed cool at the time but it just really wasn't for me yeah um and that is until i started hearing the more sort of guitar based music um which you know really sort of shifted me from the piano to the guitar so i think really one of my one of the first bands that actually got me was green day um, oh, nice. I remember hearing the album Dookie and thinking, wow, this is amazing. This is like really fun. I've never heard anything like this before. Um, and I started picking up a guitar and learning some of the riffs from that. And um, it sort of progressed from there. And I think really my tastes have just got heavier and heavier. <laughs> I, you know, I've always kept on to the classical stuff. I still love classical music, but, I, you know, I started to listen to, you know, Rage Against the Machine and System of a Down. Yeah. And then, um, you know, when I was uh, in school, I joined a band called Cube and we were playing covers of Green Day, System of a Down, Rage Against the Machine, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I got to college and I met a very good friend of mine, the drummer from In Fire Baptized. He introduced me to the likes of Megadeth, 
and um, I believe Arch Enemy at the time as well, and Children of Bodom and bands like this that really, I I didn't even know that kind of music was possible at the time. You know, it was kind of like yeah. mind-blown sort of moment. Mm. And um, that just sort of sent me on my yeah. journey, I think, to, to where I am now. And yeah, my first metal band was in fire baptized as you mentioned and um we sort of stormed the weymouth metal scene at the time and um you know and we did a few gigs elsewhere but we we didn't really go that far with it but um it certainly shaped me into the guitarist i am now definitely um yeah and then um obviously at the moment, my biggest projects uh, are obviously Anakim, my band Anakim. Um, we are just about to release our second full-length album called The Elysium Void. Um, we are confirmed for Bloodstock this year, if it goes ahead. Yeah. Um, we're playing on the Sophie Lancaster stage, so well excited about that. It's going to be the biggest biggest gig I've ever played, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got Anakim, and that's like, you know, uh that's all sort of stuff that i you know anakin is it's a group effort but i write the songs you know i i write all the riffs and um give them to the guys and then we sort of like it grows from there so people yeah. sort of chip in their ideas and everything but you know i i do most of the sort of the songwriting so to speak um when yeah. i say songwriting definitely not lyrics just the music <laughs> um yeah, yeah, yeah. i i don't write any of the lyrics um but but yeah, so that um, and my other project that I've got at the moment is a very recent one called um, The Great Beyond, and I've just released a um, four-track EP, yeah. um, which is kind of like metal covers of uh, modern classical music, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit different. I don't know if you've had a listen yet, but um, I'm really sort of like pleased with with how it sounds and everything. So um, I yeah, have no I idea, work. no idea what it's going to take me. What... I was going to ask you what platforms it's available on because I use Deezer. Yeah, it should be on Deezer. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's released uh, just for online streaming, basically. So it will be, it is on Deezer, it's on Spotify, iTunes, you know, whatever you use, um, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music, it's it's on all of them. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's called The Great Beyond. The uh, EP is called Immuto. Okay. Uh, And... The reason I chose that name, it's a Latin word for transform, um, okay. and I'm literally transforming pieces of music, like classical music, into like metal. So that's kind of why I went for it. But. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, um, yeah, cool. Your audio slightly cut out when you said Anakin's second album name. Can you just repeat it? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, it's the Elysian Void. The Elysian Void. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. I remember. Um, Wizzy told me that their second album was, I, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was something like Trapped in the Realm of Something. Oh, what? Uh, the Fisher of Riddles yeah. Um, album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure what it's called. No, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They all sound very epic. <laughs> I think like that's, that's the metal album. way. Yeah, that's the metal yeah. way. Just come up with the most epic sounding names. <laughs> yeah. 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 Arrow to the Knee Metal. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's cool. Nice one for uh, going through that so quickly. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Well, no, I was going to say, um, uh, uh, apart from the metal stuff, I mean, I've done a huge yeah. amount of um, other 
other bands so i spent a couple of years doing um function bands so you know that was my that was my job for a couple of years is just going around playing weddings and um, functions and kind of stuff like that so I've, I've very much got a background in playing other styles as well um yeah. so i'm not just a, a metaller you know i i, I play yeah. all, all kinds of music really um yeah and um obviously another really sort of big project that's been really important to me is my acoustic duo with um paul sun yeah um and we're simply called paul and joe um and we've got a load of videos up on youtube of the stuff we do it's just like really really fun acoustic like yeah i'm gonna say acoustic shred because that's yeah. that's what it is really you know um we do yes. like classical pieces we you know we've reworked theme tune songs so we do like the star wars theme um and we do like a medley of like our favorite star wars um yeah. songs and stuff like that it's just really really fun music to play um yes and uh obviously did loads of gigging uh in that duo as well uh, yeah but obviously that all came to a halt for, on the 23rd yeah, 23rd of um march last year <laughs> yeah. and i haven't gigged since which is a real shame but um it's cool on that though that like it a tells me that you're a fully formed musician and you can't just stick to one genre and you haven't pigeonholed yourself like a lot of people i know and mm. b it tells me that you're not afraid to take it like not so seriously yeah um, for sure man yeah you're able to sort of turn it off a little bit and have a laugh with it and i, I know think... some people including myself that have been burnt out from just playing professionally for like six years and you're just like i just want to like i just want to play like a fucking cover set i just don't want to have to worry about every single note do you know what i mean yeah man i i think that's so important like um you know musicians i i think if you're a musician you, you do it because you love music surely yeah. Yeah, that has to be the reason, yeah. Um, and if you stop enjoying it, you've got to sort of ask yourself uh, why that is. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the burnout can happen both ways. You know, I did two years relentlessly in a covers band. And, you yeah. know, when, when you're playing Sweet Home Alabama for the 3,000th mm. time that year, you sort yeah. of think, oh, gosh, <laughs> here we go yeah. again. But, um, yeah. but, you know, um, keeping it varied, I think that's that's key like variety is the spice of life i know it's a huge cliche to say but um i you yeah. know, very much believe in that and um yeah. do, doing the stuff with paul and joe yeah uh it just um you know it's it's helped my technique on the guitar you know because i'm having to play um, different mm. styles i'm having to use an acoustic guitar so obviously everything yeah. i've done you know, before then was on electric. So, you know, I'm really pushing myself to become proficient yeah. on an acoustic guitar, which is kind of a bit different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it keeps you sane. Keep Keeping it different, you know, uh, adding variety keeps you sane and, and it allows you to be serious when you want to be serious. You know, with Anakin, you know, yeah. we we have a right laugh in Anakin, but I... I, you know, I truly believe in the music, and you know, yeah. I like, mm. you know, we we enjoy it. But I, I am, I'm dead deadly serious about getting it right. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, that, but yeah. I can I can afford to be like that because I, uh, you know, I enjoy the, the whole the whole thing. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's good that you um you relish that sort of challenge as well of like trying to play crazy music on an acoustic. Sort of flight of the bumblebee comes to mind, and that sort of uh, it's nice to have limitations sometimes, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. I want to learn a song within the first five frets of my guitar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, Just... yeah, definitely, man. I mean, the stuff me and Paul do, we we tend to like, you know, um, we, I mean, we share a lot of the lead, but obviously Paul Sunt is is an incredible guitar player, so he does he does do a lot of the lead stuff, and um, yeah, consequently we've we've just done some absolutely mad, absolutely mad covers, like one of which being um, Mozart's Turkish March. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, Paul plays that without a plectrum. He's he's yeah. finger picking every note, and he just absolutely nails it. You know, he's nailing those sixteenth notes at around about sort of a hundred and between one hundred and forty, one hundred and sixty BPM um, yeah. on a classical guitar. It's just mental. Uh, yeah, so it's just really good fun. Really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, call Paul and Joe PJ if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, sounds. Sounds funny. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the name Paul and Joe. It was so funny because like we we threw together a, an acoustic duo because I was offered a wedding gig, um, yes, for a group that had recently disbanded, and I said, look, yeah. this this group is disbanded, but you know, I could um I could potentially throw together a duo if you wanted. So I pulled I called Paul, and we played yeah. this wedding. You know, last minute we we sort of chucked together you know a collection of sort of 25 30 songs that we knew and when yeah. we we sat down to do the gig and paul got on the microphone and said oh hi there we are and he sort of leaned over to me it's like what what should we call ourselves and i was and i just yeah. said paul and joe <laughs> he said we are paul and joe and it just sort of stuck from there really but um you, you could have said anything <laughs> literally anything we just went we with are, the most obvious one <laughs> we are donald trump's inauguration <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and on that note, we're just going to quickly go to a break, but we'll be right back, okay? Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. So, Grind have a sale on for March in light of Mother's Day, which is a 15% off Mother's shorts, women's shorts. I suppose mothers are women, aren't they, Ben? Anyway, um, women's shorts, 15% off. And that's at the Grind website, which is in the description of this episode. Check them out. They've uh, got a lot of really big things coming up. There's lots of cool designs coming up for summer. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Clayton at Grind for the best sportswear equipment you can get in Weymouth. Back to the episode. Welcome back. So, uh, Ben, hello, you all right? Yes, I'm good. It's good. Nice, nice to have a brief break. Yeah. If you do need a break, just let me know. If you genuinely need to go to the toilet or something, I'm not here to uh, test your organs. If you just oh, so, need... That's very, very kind of you, Ben. No, no, I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> all accommodating on Absolute Bedlam podcast. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> so we're just going to take a little bit of a break from music, just for a sec. I want to discuss video games with you. Okay. So I want to know the first game that you can remember playing as a child, and I want to know what you're currently playing if you're able to play in the chaos that is fatherhood 
Any games that um, you're looking forward to? Anything like that? The floor well, is yours. Well, um, so I I do not consider myself a gamer. Yeah. But I uh, I can discuss games. Um, the very first game I ever played um, was Alex the Kid, which was uh, built into the uh, master system. <laughs> um. But really, I think uh, I think the first um, game that I really sort of played, like really played, you know, actually sort of like was successful at was would would have to be the first Crash Bandicoot um, on the PlayStation One, and yeah, uh, I, I played that to death, and I managed to get all the crystals, you know, I did all of oh. that stuff, and um, yeah, uh, so you know, at, at the time. I guess I got into it then, but you know, yeah. we, me and my brother shared a PlayStation one and he yeah. was way more into it than me. Yeah. So he just naturally used it more. And I spent more time going out on my bike or, you know, yeah. playing the piano or whatever. But, but yeah, I think, yeah. you know, first game definitely crash bandicoot. And, um, yeah. like I actually revisited it recently cause I think yeah. they really, they, they right. remastered it or something yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a friend of mine I, you know I don't own a console now but a friend of mine had it and um, w- mm. I played it again and it was like floods of nostalgic memories coming back you know playing this game I was like oh my god you know this is wicked yeah. Um, yeah man so I'd say yeah and that and Tomb Raider on the PlayStation 1 as well Tomb Raider yeah. 2 I actually played way more um, yes. uh, yeah loved those games when I was a kid um, Crash Bandicoot's hard, man. I don't know how you play that as a kid. Like my son plays it with me now and then. Yeah, it's hard. Like, you, you, do you do you mean the original one or like because there's loads now, aren't yeah. there? Like... Mainly talking about one and two because Walk, okay. which is number three, you get yeah. them, like extra moves straight away, and you don't have to like learn them. Yeah. So, see, I never played that. Like, double jump straight from the off and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I never, I never played that one. But yeah, I, and and the second one, I only played a little bit. But yeah, yeah they they are hard. They are they, they are, are quite challenging. Yeah, if you want to try and get every box and every level, then you got a hell of a mission. Yeah, I managed it. Back on yourself, and yeah, you got to blow up the nitro crates, haven't you? The green ones. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair took, enough. Took many many hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a, a very long abstinence from games. So, you know, I played games a bit when I was a kid. And then um, and then much, much later, uh, I got into um, Skyrim. So yeah. when, when, you know, straight from Crash Bandicoot to Skyrim. Yeah. Um, and I had, I played it on my PC. So uh, I do have a couple of games on my PC, but um, I played Skyrim to absolute death. And um, I managed to... Oh, we're going really nerd now. I managed to like, um, you know, level up my character. So I like, I made the best bow you could make without cheating, yes. um, because there were loads of cheats and people would make a bow that would like do like thousands of damage, and but they cheated to get it, so it yeah. wasn't like you know, they didn't really earn it. Yes. Um, whereas I managed to make the best bow you could make in the game um, without cheating, mm. but. To be to be honest, once I got to that stage and I could kill an ancient dragon with one hit, it kind of got a bit boring. So uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I just stopped playing it. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, also recently, I say recently, I, I got really into Minecraft. Is that sad? Yeah. No, 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 not at all. It's one of the most popular <laughs> games in the world. So, I'll okay, well, it. fair enough. <laughs> it's all over YouTube. Yeah, it, it really like is. Home screen of YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really mad is. what you can do in, in it. And um, yes. uh, I I just used it, so I never really played the actual game, like you know the uh, the yeah. survival game. I the, I just uh, yeah. creative um, and yeah. just build stuff. And um, yeah. I used to be a smoker, uh, yes. which might seem completely unrelated. But uh, <laughs> I got uh, so I quit smoking in I think it was 2012, so quite a long time ago now. Yes. And um, I actually used Minecraft as a distraction method. Yeah, okay. and, and it really worked. Uh, I I I still have my level now, and I call it the Quit Smoking Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I just built this like huge tower, um, yeah. and yeah, it just helped me. Um, was, it, was it shaped like a cigarette? <laughs> no, no, Why it wasn't not? actually. No, I, I should have really, shouldn't I? Or, or built like a built like a castle shaped like an ashtray or something. Yeah, yeah. you could have um, done a brown stub at the bottom, a long yeah. white <laughs> funnel, and a bit of orange at the top to show the light. Oh, see, I missed a trick there, didn't I? Maybe, oh, maybe I'll go back and recolor it. Yeah, what you're doing in a couple of days. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, you know, I played that quite a lot, and I, I made, I've, I've got this, you know, in the same level as that tower. I've, I've built loads of sort of like cool buildings and stuff. Which, yeah. Um. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, like I say, since becoming a father, I don't really have the time to, to yeah, play it yes. anymore, and. Just other things take priority, you know. Um, I, I'd say, yeah. really, since since becoming a teacher, full time teacher, and yes. actually sort of, um, working regular full time hours, yeah, um, I'd say gaming massively decreased because yeah, uh, before I had you know a full time teaching job, I'd sort of you know I was doing gigs, I was. Um, my work was less frequent, you know, I was, I was busy, but it, I had more periods of time mm. to myself. So naturally I had more time for gaming, but um, yeah. now I think with, you know, with sort of full-time work and, and family on top of that, you know, it's just, you know, you have other priorities and other things yeah. take over. So, yeah. 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 I tend to look at life as a bit of a square. And you've got your hobbies, you've got your work, you've got your family, and you've got your friends. Yeah. And when something happens like a child or there's a sort of, I don't want to sound morbid, but if there's like a death in the family or mm -hmm. something happens that's unavoidable and you need a call to action, then mm -hmm. your square turns into a triangle or even a two-sided shape because you yeah. simply don't have the energy or the time to be able to do that thing anymore. Yeah, and I think that's a very natural thing for a dad. Obviously, I'm a dad, so I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but yeah. That's a, that's a, I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, it's um, you know, it you can't fit everything in, mm. um, and you know, as as you say, you know, your your, your priorities just change as yeah. as life progresses. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, my priorities now are family, work, and music. You know, so I put music ahead of the gaming. I think that's the, 
yeah. that's the key there. But... Has there ever been a moment in the uh, the childhood world where you've um, forgotten that you need to buy milk powder and had to quickly run up to Tesco's ten minutes before it closes? Oh in yeah, yeah. Chaos moments like that. Yeah, they're oh, I re- I remember one of the one of the most hilarious things. I went to um, uh, I went to Aldi. And I went to the checkout with two big tubs of formula, yeah. um, a crate of beer and some white yeah. wine. <laughs> I just remember the cashier looking at me and thinking she she smiled because, you know, I think, you know, yeah, if, if you looked at someone else buying that, you might think, oh, irresponsible parent. But um, yeah. I, I think I have quite a polite and smiley um, yeah. disposition so I think I think they looked at me and just sort of said oh you know what a crazy night in for you then sort of thing um, yeah on the milk powder yeah 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 exactly yeah um, that's good yeah it's a bit chaotic isn't it being a dad but it is worth it ultimately it's up to yeah it's they, it's, it's, it's been so much, you spend so much time looking at them yes yeah yeah especially <laughs> you know especially uh in the early stages I, I think you know you just sort of you know, I still find myself looking at them and sort of thinking, "Wow, that's that's my son." Yeah, and yeah. almost feeling like it hasn't sunk in. You know, two years down the line. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's mad. But, uh, yeah, as long as you're all right, I know it's a bit of a weird time for everyone at the moment, but um, it yeah, sounds like we're, you're getting on with it. To be honest, we're golden. You know, he still gets to see um, his, uh, my parents. You know, because it's uh, we have a childcare support bubble. So um, he has to go to them a couple of days a week uh, because we both work. So he's really good. You know, he's really well bonded with other members of the family. Um, we still, he still gets to go to nursery. Uh, so he still gets to spend time with other children, which yeah. I think is so important. I think that must have been so yeah. hard for a lot of children. Um, yes you know, just not spending time with their friends or just interacting with other kids. And I just think that is such a shame. And um, yeah, I think we're lucky that we've managed to sort of keep that up with with Matt, um, with my son, really. So, yeah. Yeah, it's weird with like Casper, for example, because I'm quite, I'm not strict, but I'm quite aware that he sometimes goes on my phone and plays games. Yeah. Um, There's a meme, actually, like, when when you pull your phone out and the kids can smell the games on your phone, yeah, <laughs> they like crowd around you like a zombie apocalypse. But, um, yeah, got to restrict that time that they're on the screen, yeah, and I feel the pandemics encourage them to go back on the screen so they can chat to their mates on Zoom and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think um I think parents have probably had to make a little bit of leeway for that. Yeah, um because like you say, you know how are they going to see their friends otherwise that's it um but yeah it's it's uh, we're we're very conscious of of um my son using you know the ipad or whatever yeah um and you know he loves it but actually he we find he just gets bored he he plays some of the on some of the apps and then he's like we can tell he's got bored because he's doing exactly what we do when we get bored on the phone and they just keep scrolling 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 and um We've already noticed that he does that. So when it gets to that point, we just say, all right, time for something else. And we just sort of calmly take it away from yes. him. And he yeah. very rarely complains about it. And we, we just yeah. do something else. So, um, yeah, yeah, keeping it to a minimum is good. I think being strict is, is a good thing. 
Um, but yes. you know, a bit of leeway and in, in extreme circumstances is probably needed, yeah. I guess. But you can't be too rigid with them because they'll actively rebel against your policy. Oh, like, naturally, you can't just let them do whatever the hell they want. Like, I've just finished reading Kevin Hart's um, book, which is um, I can't make this up. Life lessons. Okay. And he said that his mum was ridiculously hard on him and very, very strict. And he went one day. He went sod this. I'm going to go spend the weekend with my dad. And she's yeah. like, okay, I'll see you on Monday, because his dad didn't have any routine or any structure at all. Yeah. So like. Kevin Hart couldn't even like sleep on the floor there. Like that, that was his only option. He didn't have a bed or anything like that. Wow. Like people would come in that out of the flat that he, his dad lived in like all hours and it was just complete chaos. Mm. Kids would rather have a strict parent. I think in that circumstance, it's kind of like the angel and the devil, one extreme to the other. Yeah. yeah, Funny. Yeah, man. I, I think routine is, is really important. Um, you know, particularly around things like sleep and, um, yeah, you know, have, yeah. having a sort of like a, a, you know, a sleep. I don't want yeah. to call it ritual because that sounds too um, extreme, but you know, like so, things that you do every every night that just sort of like mean that it's mm. calm time. And I think mm-hmm. those kinds of things are really really important for kids. But um, on the on the on the flip side, I yeah. think you also have to just be ready to yeah. to sometimes be spontaneous because yeah um you know too much i think too much um structure can can maybe sort of make life a bit you know monotonous and, and boring yeah. and i I, th- I think kids you know they just want to explore the world and um yeah so- sometimes it's good to just make a split second decision oh we you know we're going to the beach right now you know kind of thing yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah that that kind of thing um, but yeah, it's, it's finding a, it's finding that healthy balance, isn't it? Which is not always easy yeah. to do, but um... it is. And every time someone says the word balance to me, it just reminds me of the fact that I haven't watched Endgame in a couple of months. Okay, so I haven't. Thanos. Uh, uh, <laughs> will it offend you if I tell you I've never seen Endgame? I'm ending this podcast right now. <laughs> no, will, Thanos, it, will, will it offend you if I say I'm not that that keen on Marvel? No, that's fair enough. <laughs> no, I I get a lot of stick for it. I get yeah. a lot of stick for it, and I know I should like it. I've 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 enjoyed some yeah. Marvels, like yeah. um, I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and um, I was made to watch some of the X Men <laughs> films, which I did quite okay. enjoy. Yeah. But uh, I just I just don't I don't know. It just doesn't grasp me. Yeah, it's not it's not Lord of the Rings, Ben. Not Lord of, no, Lord of the true. Rings. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Lord of the Rings, you know what you're getting. You're getting three films. They're all going to be really long, and they're all going to have lots and lots of different things going on all the time. Yeah, Marvel felt to me like a massive build-up towards Infinity War and Endgame, and it's all gone a bit quiet since then. Obviously, yeah, I mean, halted that, I suppose. But yeah, they... I mean, I, I I don't really know the story that much. Um, yes. so and I don't, uh, you know. Spoilers yeah. don't really worry me, but yeah. do you feel like that build-up? You know, was it worth it? That's what I want to know. Was it? Was it from from a fan? Yeah. Was, you know, was it worth that wait to that build-up? Was Was Endgame all you hoped it would be? Endgame was fucking awesome. Was it? 
it was it's the only, one of the only films that I've seen in the last ten years that's actually made me cry. Like, oh wow, thrust. okay. Um, one of the characters that's quite a key character in it passes away. I won't go into the weeds of it because I don't want to yeah. piss everyone off. Yeah. Um, I'll message you in a bit about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah, Infinity War being like I think it was two or three years before Endgame, mm-hmm. really like set the stage, and everyone was like, "What the hell is going to happen now?" And it was awesome. It was very different to how a lot of people imagined it. A lot of people thought that it would just be like a three-hour-long final showdown, and it wasn't quite like that. Okay, um, but it is very much. You're either in the MCU or you're out of the MCU because you kind of have to watch all of the films for the Avengers films to make sense. Yeah. Because there's loads of in-jokes and loads of little passing characters and it's all one sort of... It's lots and lots of nuts and bolts to one massive machine. Yeah, I, and I I get that. And I think... um. You know, I've got a lot of people close to me that would absolutely love for me to go through the Marvels sort of film by yeah. film. And, yeah. you know, I, I you know, I, I would do it. But it's there's something about it that just doesn't doesn't grasp me. And I don't know why. No, um, and it's, you know, it's the same with uh, with music, for example. You know, there's some things that just get you and some things that don't. And. Um, I feel like Marvel might be one of those things, but like I say, I've in, in, enjoyed aspects of it. Um, yeah. And you, you know, you saying how good Endgame was sort of makes yeah, me really kind good. of almost want to commit to it, you know. But um, yeah, I went whether... to the showing of Endgame, and I don't regret it. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good film. Um, mm. It messed up my sleep schedule. We were just talking about sleep schedules. Oh yeah, but <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. But, Cool. So we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but what else is new? So, Joe Ryan, do you believe in the paranormal slash spirits slash demons slash anything in between? Over to you. Um, long and short of it, no. No. But, <laughs> but... Computer says no. Yeah, I, I, I'm quite a firm... But you know, yeah, I'm I'm quite a firm believer that there there is an explanation for everything, yeah. um, and you know I'm just I'm yet to actually have yeah. what I would consider to be a paranormal experience. But having said that, you know I'm an open-minded person. I'm not the kind of person that's just like, no, that, this is what I believe, and therefore that's how it is. You know, I, I am open-minded, you know, and if I do experience something, I will, yeah. I will question, you know, I will question it and I will try and find answers. And if I can't find answers, I might then start to seek other possibilities. But um, my wife is a very firm believer um, yes. in the paranormal and she's had experiences um, that she could tell you about. And um I think living with her has sort of opened my eyes to it a bit more. Yeah. Um, and we've, funnily enough, it's funny that you should ask this question, really, because recently we've had a thing that mm. we hear in the house almost every night now, and I yeah. haven't yet been able to explain what it is. Um, now, that doesn't mean I believe it's a paranormal thing. I just don't think I've found what the noise is yet. But yeah. what it sounds like, is like the lid of the bin slamming shut. That's what it sounds like. 
Mm. Um, and it happens around about the same time every night. And um, it's happened. So it's always in the kitchen. And it's happened when I've been in the kitchen before. And I cannot tell you what the noise is. So who knows? Maybe we've got a, a bin ghoul, or maybe maybe a cat spirit. I don't know. Um, rifling the through the bins, or something. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. You know, I I I think I still the logic the logical side of my brain still thinks yeah. that there's an explanation. And I thought I'd explained it the other day because uh, you know the brown food bins they've got those um, handles that you know lock the lid in place. Yeah, and. Uh, we keep it locked because our cat is an absolute dickhead and tries to get in the food bin all the time. And um, yeah, so we keep it locked. So I'm co- constantly lifting that up to open the food bin when I use the food bin, and the yeah. noise sounded exactly like the the handle of that falling down. But <laughs> you know where I hadn't put it down, it sort of sounded like that. But um, I debunked that the other day. Debunked. See, I know my terminology um, uh, because uh, and I, I hasten to add the cat was in, in the living room with us because I heard the noise again and I went in and I thought oh, it must be the, you know, I must have not put the, the handle down on the bin. But the handle was down and the bin was right up against the wall. So there was no way there was no there was no way it could move. Yeah. Uh, so I was sort of back to square one thinking, what the hell um... is that noise? I'll mention two things quickly. One, the first thing is I'll have to get your um your wife on at some point because I want to do like a Halloween month in October. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. I think that would be like a really cool, just like four episodes, you know, one a week. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's uh, she's a firm believer. Um, yeah, and really, she's probably really got like a couple of stories where she, that she could tell you. <laughs> yeah, I really like talking about the paranormal. I'm not so much a believer now. I think I definitely experienced a few things as a child yeah. that I can't explain, but I think children are so susceptible to it that it's like you'll do you, just do you, do you, do you, do you want to share those or um or not? So I can do. I mentioned them in one of my previous episodes which was with Oscar George. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'll I'll quickly just go through the two that I experienced. So Yeah, go on. Um, one was at the No Fort, which obviously mm. hundreds of people have died there. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. I saw two eyes in one of the windows. Right. And I was like, like you would be trying to lo- logically explain what I was seeing. Is this from the outside? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got like my phone torch out and sort of, you know, is it an animal? Is it a bird or something like that? And I shone it at the the eyes or whatever the hell it was and nothing happened. I was expecting something to fly away or run away or make a cat noise or something like that. Yeah. Or it could have just been like a reflection or a light off a car, like a headlight yeah. or something. Uh-huh. But they stayed there the entire time and I just thought that was a bit unsettling, really. Yeah. And I couldn't explain it. But I'm not one of these people that like goes back the next day and then like writes a documentary and goes mental i just like oh that was a bit weird yeah yeah sure but, um, i do believe that we cross over like we um we go through different time periods and we're like trapped energy stuck mm. in a certain sort of that's why we see like victorian ghosts all the time okay we never see like caveman ghosts and we never see like ghost dinosaurs or anything like that do we 
We always no. see the same people in the same clothes. That's a, that's a that's a very good point, actually. I don't, I don't think I'd ever even thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. My second one was a bit more visceral. It was when I was staying at my nan's house in Chester. Hmm. And um, I think she said something during the day, but I wasn't really that familiar with what she was actually talking about. Um, and it was quite a big house. And I hmm. remember getting a glass of water in the middle of the night. And I could hear someone crying in the kitchen. And it was one of these like massive traditional kitchens with like an island in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. I was going to go to the sink. And there was like this white energy in the kitchen crying over the sink. And this does genuinely sound like something from Harry Potter. I'm not talking about fucking Mona Murtaugh from the Chamber of Secrets or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It genuinely looked like a woman dressed in Victorian clothing. Wow. And she's crying. And she looked over at me and I just froze. Like, what the hell's going on? But I was like six years old. So I wasn't like, or anything like that. I was just like, that's weird. And then she sort of vanished. So I didn't get my glass of water. I went upstairs and I think I went to like the bathroom up there instead of going to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I said to my nan the next day, I said, there was a woman in the kitchen last night crying. And she went, oh, you've met Margaret then. I was like, mate. What the yeah, fuck? that's that's scary. It's like you could have told me that your house was haunted, Granny. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that that but sounds that sounds terrifying. Yeah, I think the the way I explain it is like I couldn't like I don't make stuff up. Mm. I I don't do that. I, I I genuinely, you know, I I try and speak truth most of the time. <laughs> yeah, man. And, no, um, no, I definitely. Think, when you've got truth behind you, things do sound a bit more detailed and a bit more genuine rather than my mate saw a ghost once and uh, it was at Stonehenge and then it flew away and had a jetpack on it. Yeah. It's just like, mate, <laughs> full of shit. Like, yeah. who hired yeah. me from the in-betweeners? Yeah. But, yeah. No, that, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds, you know, uh, you know, listening to that, 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 mm. that makes me feel a bit sort of scared hearing that. Yes. And, um, and I think this is uh, why I, you know, I still firmly believe in logic. And because I haven't yet had what I consider to be a paranormal, you know, incident, I don't yeah. feel like, you know, it's not that I don't believe that you experienced that. I, I believe I believe that you experienced that. But, yeah, you know, what it was, I don't know, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, um, and you can't sort of yeah. like... You, you can't tell someone who's had an experience like that well that's just a load of rubbish because you know you're the one yeah. that experienced it and and yeah, yeah. you know it's very real to you um i'm yeah i'm more than happy to believe that there was no woman in the kitchen but it's just the crying yeah like, yeah that's such an odd thing to experience as a child yeah to, definitely yeah that specific noise as well it's not just a random tap or a like you say, your bin closing. Yeah, yeah. It's not one off. It's like a on a loop. Like yeah. it's stuck. Yeah, that is bizarre. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, so for example, my um my wife quite enjoys uh some of the programs, you know, like ghost hunters and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was always like, you know, and I still am a bit now. When she puts it on, I'm like, oh God's sake. Uh, but then I get, I find myself getting into it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. um because I think some of them are actually sort of they're quite um they're quite honest uh presenters. I always thought they were going around and, and making something of nothing, but actually, you know, in, in some cases, you know, they 
more often than not, they just say, look, we haven't found anything. We've spent hours yeah, and yeah, hours yeah. looking and we haven't found a single thing. And yeah, then other, other, the equipment other, and everything. Yeah, exactly. And then other episodes, things do happen um, mm. that they can't explain. And, you know, I, I find that quite interesting. And I still, you know, the logical part still sort of of my brain still says, oh, there's got to be an explanation. But I yeah. think I think the idea of it spooks me out. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's why I like talking about it, because I yeah. think... I think it, it spooks me out, even though I don't necessarily believe in it. Like, uh, yeah. we watched Paranormal Activity. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, well, I watched it sort of actually ages ago with a, with a friend, and we watched it in the pitch black, and, and, and then I had mm-hmm. to walk home afterwards. And, um, you know, I was terrified. Like, the film has never done that to me before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And even now, I think probably, actually, it's, 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 it's not the best film. But, like... Yeah. At the time, it really scared me, and I got I got into the house and I had to turn every light on, and um, you know, it was like yeah, really really bizarre. I just felt really really sort of scared by it, which sounds silly yeah. to say now, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, who knows? But that's um, the whole point of the film, though, isn't it? That's its intention is to yeah. to entertain and to uh, allow that because people, like you say, shut it away and they don't want it to come out. Whereas yeah. you watch a horror film, it's specifically designed to sort of allow that into your brain, I suppose. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it's it's an interesting topic. And like I say, like, you know, I, I do think I'm quite a logical um, thinker and I, 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 I firmly believe in, in science. But yeah. um, nor, nor do I just sort of blankly refuse something you know i I am quite sort of open to yeah think about what else could be going on but um yeah yeah but nor do i sort of think you know i don't dwell on things that could be Mm. (laughs) you know it's just uh i i go on my own experiences kind of thing yeah definitely one more thing on that i'm just going to quickly take a break and then we're going to talk a tiny bit more about movies and then we're going to go on to the meal deal Okay. And then I've got a bit of a motivational speech for everyone, so hang fire. Sounds good. Hey guys, just a quick ad read. Ocean Bottle. I recently reached out to this company as I thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic. Support livelihoods, stop ocean plastic. These award-winning bottles come in a range of colours, including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contained double-walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award-winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam Podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own Ocean Blue one soon, with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. Welcome back. So, the movie... 
recommendation I was going to give you is one called Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's a really weird film, but it's actually very, very well written. I've forgotten who it's by, but it's by two brothers. They've okay, actually not, done a not sequel. The Co- not the Cohen brothers. No, no. <laughs> I can't remember who it was now. I'll have to find out. But um, it's exactly what you said about sort of um, ghost adventures or whatever it was called, where it's like it's essentially like a load of fakes going to this like asylum, I think it is. Okay. And they're all like, yeah, this is all a load of bollocks. We're going to make so much money out of this, though, that it's going to be ridiculous. And like all we have to do is stay in an asylum for eight hours. Right. Um, and it flips the whole genre on its head because it is actually insanely haunted, the asylum, and it starts right. like killing off the people. Right. Okay. And it's a really interesting sort of way of approaching a horror film. It's a very psychological one. Okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. And number two yeah. is one of the most horrific monsters I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um, it's got this massive, like, Slender Man style monster in it, and it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely check them out if you haven't already. But, yeah. So what, what was the, sorry, uh, you, you cut out then, then. What, what was the second one? Uh, it's just called Grave Encounters 2. Oh, oh okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you. It's got a really terrifying monster in it that looks like something straight out of Silent Hill. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, I'll, I'll check yes. them out, man. Are they on Netflix or uh, where can I get them? Um, I'll find out where you can get them. I think if they're not on Netflix, they probably used to be. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'll find out where they are. They're probably on Amazon Prime or something like that nowadays. Yeah, nice, man. But you can always rent movies off of YouTube as well, which I've only just realised. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, if you type in like Toy Story full movie, it will come up as like ten ninety nine buy or four ninety nine rent or something like that. That's mad. I didn't know YouTube were doing that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I think it's part of their premium thing. Mm, okay, okay. I'll check that and get back to you. Cool. So we're moving to the penultimate question of the podcast, which is uh the reason why I've now got a thousand listens, which is mental by the way. Thank you very much. Awesome. Say time can wait. This is all about what sandwich do you want, what Chris do you want, and what drink do you want? Over to you. Oh, that's such a difficult question. Um (laughs) and I'll tell you why it's difficult, because uh I've sort of been um uh dabbling with vegetarianism. Um Okay. And a little bit of uh, veganism, but I'm not I'm not there yet. I mean, I I had a bloody sausage and egg McMuffin meal the other day, so um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm far from it. But um, at the moment, when I'm choosing things like that, I have a moral moral question in my head about what I'm going to buy. Um, but I'm going to put all of that aside, and um, and I, I, am I allowed to invent? the uh sandwich or does it have to be one that you can you know regularly get you know what what are my parameters here so the parameters that i usually look for here are profit margin so you want to bankrupt the supermarket as quickly as possible by picking the most ridiculous meal deal and trying to buy something that costs nine quid for three quid because we all have a bargain yeah and that is about it really so yeah if you want to make something up then feel free Okay. Um, well, I, 
do you know what? I am just a fan. I'm quite a big fan of, of, of your standard BLT. Um, yes. But I usually, in the sandwich deals, I look for the for the triple sandwich. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a fat boy, so uh, I, 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 <laughs> I like my food. So I, I, I always go for a triple one, you know, um, full English um, or, or BLT. I'm happy. Yeah. Crisps. Crisps. Basically, it's whatever takes my fancy. But right now, this second, give me McCall's uh, salt and vinegar. Uh, okay. McCoy's, not McCall's, is it? McCoy's, McCoy's yeah. Uh, McCoy's salt and vinegar. Yeah, that's, that's what I'd have right now. But uh, crisps, I can go anything. You know, um, kettle chips, yeah. I love. Um, actually, if it's a meal deal, I'll go kettle chips because they're more expensive. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, drink. Do you want to know drink? Always. Yes. Oh, full fat coke. Full fat coke. That's yeah. quite rare now, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's annoyingly rare. You know, uh, I just give me the full fat stuff. I I literally I don't I don't even like the taste of diet coke. And it's not yes. just because, oh, it's diet. I don't want it. You know, I'm not like yeah. that. I, I taste it. and I, I don't like it. I would not choose to drink it. Um, yeah, I would exactly. actually have what I'd rather have water. Um, <clears throat> oh, OK. So I, I very, I very rarely drink soft drinks. So when I do, I just want I want the whole hog. So, uh, yeah, full fat Coke. I, I always think about buying a bottle of full fat Coke and like putting it in the house somewhere and leaving it for hundreds of years. <laughs> but it just never gets, never comes around to doing it. And, and the only trouble is, is you won't be here in hundreds of yeah. years. Um, pass it on to Casper and he can pass it on to his kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Through the generations. Yeah. This is Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, um, like I said, I'm not a big soft drink drinker. I, I drink water most yeah. of the time um coffee uh yeah. and and wine those are basically the three drinks i drink um surprised you don't pick coffee as your drink for meal deal because you can get quite a lot of um options now can't you with like the little... really they're all yeah. like it's all mixed in it's kind of like when you buy a like a can of bacardi and coke it's all mixed together isn't it yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like so. So, for example, if I went to a, if I went to a shop and yes. there was a like a good Costa machine or like you know those Starbucks machines you get, I, yeah. if one of those coffees was part of the meal deal, that might sway it because I probably have a flat white. Um, yeah, because a flat white is my coffee of choice. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the full fat coke. Full yeah, fat fair coke. enough. Yeah. Just um, quickly on coffee, how long okay. did it take you to get into coffee? Because I cannot seem to break through this wall. But I, I quite like the first one, but I mm. end up for the second one, I end up like having to put syrup and like extra sugar in it. It's just really, really bitter. But mm. I think that's like saying I drink beer and sometimes everything looks fuzzy. Like, I think that's just par for the course, isn't it? That it is meant to be bitter. Well, how how long have you been drinking coffee? I've been trying for like four months, on and uh, off. What and you? What you hadn't drunk coffee before then? No, or? I've never ever drunk coffee before. I've always okay. been really really late with these things. It took me like, uh, I probably I was probably about twenty two when I really started liking the taste of beer. Yeah, yeah. 
I've always been a real late bloomer to like things that are like socially acceptable to, you know. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with that, mate. I I hated beer for a very long time, yeah. um, and I'm I'm not the biggest beer fan now. I mean, I I quite enjoy, I quite enjoy like an IPA now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, I I've, I've, yeah, I'm 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 similar, but not with the coffee. I've been drinking coffee a long time. I think possibly. My parents started letting me drink coffee when I was too young, possibly. Um, yeah, so um, I don't know. I've, I've just always liked it. But then I, I don't know what coffee you're drinking, but um, I'm a bit of a coffee snob. So I don't, I don't drink instant. Yeah. I, always, I always have fresh coffee. Um, yeah, I think that's why I'm falling down. I don't have like a cafetiere or whatever they're called. Yeah, get a, get yourself a cafetiere. Yeah. Get, get yourself a little individual one. I've got a really good one, stainless steel. Um, yes. And uh, I would say it might take you a while to find what coffee you like best. Now, I've yeah. been buying the same coffee for years and years and years. And I every yeah. time I try a different one, I instantly go back to the one I've always been buying. Yeah. Um, and that is Lavazza. It's Lavazza coffee that comes in the red and gold. No, not red and gold. Yeah. Red and silver packet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just have not found a coffee nicer than that. Uh, nice and I, I have that every single morning. Yeah, you know, I don't drink loads of coffee through the day. I might have two cups or three cups in a day, tops. Mm. Um, but yeah, always, always real coffee. Never, never fake coffee. Yeah. I think they're too big to sponsor the show, though, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. I wish they'd just sponsor <laughs> me in life, really. You as a human. Every band I'm ever in, I want. <laughs> yeah, free Lavazza. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Cool, cool. There's a company that I seem to in seem to see a lot on Instagram called Death Wish Coffee. I think okay. Mac Wild might have an involvement with them. Right, okay. And it's like the most brutal, strongest coffee ever. <laughs> that sounds there like very... Well, called Skull Crusher Coffee. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, that right. sounds like I'd be interested in that. And then there's a famous YouTuber, Jacksepticeye. He's created his own company called Top of the Morning Coffee. Okay. I might give that a go because I love Jacksepticeye. I'm not afraid to admit it. I but have no idea who he is. He's like a descendant of PewDiePie and Markiplier. No idea. If you don't, know, don't know who PewDiePie is? No. He's got 104 million subscribers. What does he do? He used to play a lot of games. He used to oh, play okay. a game called Amnesia. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you ever played that, that was quite cool. No, no, never played it, man. And then he started playing like Happy Wheels, which was like a sort of weird, like jackass type game. Right. And then okay. he just started playing everything. He played Alien Isolation. I think he played that like two weeks earlier than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And then he got bored with the whole gaming world and started doing real life videos. And uh, at one point he had his own studio in Brighton, I think it was. And he was actually in the same room as where the Club Penguin servers were hosted. Okay, right. Penguin's like this massive online community like Havo Hotel. Right. And um, I think he heard that Club Penguin was going to get shut down, so he was trying to protect the server room. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's just a wacky guy. He's really funny. He's been okay, going, nice. Yeah, yeah. 
a daily uploads for the last 14 years or something ridiculous. Wow, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a millionaire. He doesn't really talk about that that much, but yeah, mm. he's he's quite frugal as well, which is quite nice to see. But yeah, he's yeah. he's a cool guy. But nice yeah, Jack Septicai is one of his mates. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Love him. So, moving quickly on, just quickly, thank you for your time. And yeah. uh, if there's anything else you want to mention, I think now's your chance because I'm probably going to go off on one in a minute. Nah, man. Uh, no, thank, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been great. I've never done one of these uh, podcast things before. That makes yeah. me sound old, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's uh, yeah. It's nice, nice to have a have a conversation. Um, yes. With uh, someone outside, you know, my household. Yeah, for, for, yeah, for yeah. A yeah. <laughs> um, Bit of a virtual escape. Yeah, man. Yeah, but no, I don't think there's. I mean, there's, there's always, you know, there's always stuff to add, isn't there? But no, I, I think we've, you know, we've covered quite a few topics here. It's been nice to chat. Yeah, you too. It's been yeah, cool. Man. Wicked once, man. Uh, once a new Skyrim comes out, I'm sure uh, we can probably hop onto an episode. Yeah, sounds good, man. Yeah, talk about some other stuff. I'll keep you updated on the uh, the bin lid as well. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any bin sort of updates? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll upload like a ghost hunter style investigation. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It will um, turn out yeah, that it's a cat the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I just want to quickly mention is I've noticed quite a lot of people at the moment. Like obviously, I get that like mental health and stuff is is absolute worst, and everyone's losing their jobs, and everyone's mm-hmm. just in a bit of an unstable situation. And I don't like this is me being completely transparent with everyone. I don't really understand mental health that well. Um, I know a lot of people around me in my inner circle struggle with it. Um, I've always seen it as like a sort of something that can be exploited and something that can be exaggerated and everyone nowadays seems to need a bit of a label and a bit of assurance yeah Um, and i've always found mental health to be very sort of i've always dealt with sad feelings and all that sort of stuff with like being as productive as possible sure and um yeah there's quite a lot of people around me at the moment that are feeling a bit helpless with everything that's going on in the world and out of control which i've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast before that I don't feel in control of the person as the, that refuses to wear a face mask. That's not really my fight, I suppose. But at the same time, mm. they're contributing to the fact that I can't leave my fucking house. Yeah. But, <laughs> whatever. We'll get there. But yeah, I just want people to stop being so hard on themselves because we're all in a very weird time at the moment. And I want everyone to be able to take it a little bit easier on themselves because all I hear nowadays everyone telling everyone that they're a perfectionist and they don't like releasing stuff until it's 100% ready and they're an absolute like clean freak and people are just so hard on themselves and at the moment we don't really have many people to bounce ideas off so you become your own worst enemy and you kind of like stifle your own ideas Mm. I just want everyone to take a bit of a deep breath and to count to 10 and to sort of think to yourself what do I need right now at this moment in time and I'm not a therapist. I'm not, you know, someone that's qualified to talk about this sort of stuff. But yeah, I just want everyone to sort of uh, give themselves a bit of a pat on the back, really, because I do genuinely think that we're at the end of this now and we all just need to sort of get vaccinated and we all just need to sort of 
live our lives as best as we can in the last year, you know, following all the guidelines and that sort of stuff. And I think this will be a blip in a couple of years and we'll all be like, oh my God, do you remember that coronavirus? That was weird, wasn't it? And we all just need to sort of chill out a bit, I suppose. But it's easy to say that, obviously, you know, but it's difficult to sort of actually lay that down in real life, I get. I get that. And I'm very hard on myself as well. Um, I quite like uploading one of these once a week and sometimes that can't happen because I have guests pull out on me and sometimes I just genuinely don't feel like it. Um, but yeah, I just want people to be a little bit more lenient and just allow themselves to feel a bit more sort of positive. And the fact that we're nearly through all of this is a testament to everyone staying at home and trying your best to get through it all. But yeah, I'm not very good with stuff like that. So apologies if that does sound a bit insensitive. Um, but yeah, I just want everyone to sort of be happy. And obviously that's impossible, but I just want everyone to feel a bit more sort of loved and validated. And yeah, I want everyone to know that we're doing a really good job in the UK. But yeah, nice one. Glad yeah, nice one, Ben. <laughs> No, that's the, no, yeah, really, really, really nice message there, man. So, yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. Um, we're, ne- we're nearly through it. So uh, we're, ne- right. we're nearly at the other end, I think. That's it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Joe. I'll, um, I'll get this up tonight. So uh, yeah. feel free to share it about and uh, feel free to let me know how your bin is. Yeah, I will do. I'll keep you updated, mate. <laughs> cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Um, I'm just doing this as a pre-recorded segment because I always forget. Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads. Um, sometimes I do two in one week. So, yeah, please do uh, consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know. And, yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.